Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, so I have a simple question. Okay. Has your booty hole healed? I wanted to know that too. Yes. No. Has not healed. Oh, has not healed. healed. No. First of all, I want to thank you for sharing at the dinner about your booty hole condition. I have a tear in my butthole. Now, I haven't said that though. Is your booty hole very important to your marriage? Do you have to use your booty hole? Oh, no, I'm not asking. So I want to know. You got to say my Ah, you guys, the Real Housewives of Potomac gave us everything this week. So many amazing lines. I was LOLing the entire time. What a great episode. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. Before we break down this week's Potomac episode, I want to just quickly mention the YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino one the number one. Uh, go over there, like, subscribe, comment. There's a new interview with actress Jama Mays, who was on Glee. She played Emma Pillsbury. She's also in the new Bill and Ted movie, Bill and Ted Face the Music. And uh, if you like uh, just ridiculous movies, I encourage you to watch those Bill and Ted movies. They're funny. They're great to just have a cocktail and check out, which we all sort of need to check out. Uh, that's all the movies I've been watching lately. I watched um, the other day on Netflix, I watched the Dennis the Menace movie from 1993, which I had totally forgotten it even existed. Um, and I gotta say, if you want to also check out, watch that movie, um, if mentally check out, I mean, if you just want to, uh, put on the Dennis the Menace movie, because it is insane. Truly unhinged. Christopher Lloyd gives a performance that can only be described as unhinged. I mean, he's in a different film. Let me just say that. I gotta get that off my chest. I know you're here for a Potomac recap. But I just got to say, Christopher Lloyd in the Dennis the Menace film, uh, unhinged. He's in something else. He's in a completely different film. And so, um, where was I? What was I talking about? Oh, Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted is great, though. Those, there's three of them. Uh, they're insane, funny. And Keanu Reeves. Ooh, Keanu Reeves. Woo. Wow. What a man. As, as Salt and Pepper once said, what a man. He is, uh, he's great to look at. Anyway. Uh, my interview with Jama Mays is over there. YouTube.com slash Danny Pellegrino one. Okay, you guys, let's talk about Potomac. Potomac, has anyone noticed this? As we're speaking of cinema, has anyone noticed on Potomac that in between uh, scenes, we're getting a lot of the B-roll, you know, the footage of the city of Potomac. Um, and then as they jump into the scenes, the aspect ratio is changing. Now, for those of you who might not know what that is, that means like the the screen on Potomac is going from full screen to widescreen to full screen to widescreen. They are changing the aspect ratio as if it's the Grand Budapest Hotel. I mean, what is happening on there? They're making some very strange artistic choices with the footage, and I respect it and I admire it, but it's just happening quite a bit. Every time I look at the screen, it's like we're full screen, we're widescreen. 
uh, they really changed that. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Uh, anyway, this week on the show, we open with Candace and Chris. They're looking at houses still. Looking at houses is exhausting. It's exhausting. It is what it is. But it really made me laugh when Chris was talking to Candace about Karen's party from last week. And he said, how was Karen's block party? <laughs> like, no one knew what the fuck that party was. Like, remember when Karen just showed up in that pink suit, which I loved. Um, but it didn't make any sense. It was like a homecoming party, but then it was for her and Ray and welcoming them to Potomac. And then they had the Medieval Times guy who was just presenting the invitations. No one knew what it was about. Um, but he said, how was her block party? And I was like, every minute this party changes what the theme was. Um, anyway, they also talk about how Monique is planning this lake house trip. And the husbands are invited for the last night. And we know that Candace and Monique, they're not on good terms exactly. And so uh, she's kind of on the fence of whether or not she should go. And Chris is there in the scene to convince her to go. And this was one of those things that I think was a production thing. I think production was like, okay, we need a scene where Candace is convinced to go on the cast trip because of course she's going to go on the cast trip. These women are cast members and they don't want to lose out on the money. They don't want to lose out on the screen time. If you don't go on the cast trip, you get less screen time. The audience has less connection to you. Uh, these women have to find ways to be on a cast trip together. And so I do believe that she and Chris talked and they were like, okay, we got to get through the scene where you need to convince me to go. Because under, under ordinary circumstances, Candace wouldn't have gone to Monique's house. Those two hate each other. They literally get in a fist fight later on. Not a fist fight, but they get in a fight later in the season. Um, and they fought uh, for a while now. And so she wouldn't ordinarily go, I don't believe. But she's got to get there. And so they do talk about it. Chris convinces her. Um, we have a scene with Giselle. My notes, every time I type Giselle, it types Gazelle, it changes it. I need a, how do you do that in Word where you make the word uh, always type Giselle? Because it always changes in my, um, when I'm taking notes, it always says Gazelle. Uh, anyway, uh, who was on Gazelle's, who was on Giselle's shirt? Who was that? There was like some queen on her shirt and I couldn't wrap my head around who it was. Somebody can let me know. Uh, anyway, then we see a scene with Ashley and Michael. Ashley is taking the baby on the trip. And Michael, I didn't like the way that he was speaking to Ashley, as I never do. He was saying, you're taking the baby because you need to. And he was really guilting her into being with the baby. And I just like, so moms already deal with so much fucking mom guilt already. And then here's this asshole Michael saying, oh, well, you have to be with the baby and you need to be with the baby. And look, the baby can be away from her, as we see later in the episode when Wendy is away from her baby. I just hate Michael. I just hate him. Uh, and he's starting to flirt with Ashley a little bit. We saw last week on the show when he was like disgusted by her in the baby store. And now he's sort of saying something to her about how good she looks. And she says, you've become an ass man. Um, and he goes, oh, I've just become an Ashley man. And it's just like, fuck you. I, he just, he is the worst. He's the worst. Uh, and I don't know. The way he was speaking to her, though, about the mom thing. Like, you gotta be with the baby. You gotta be with the baby. And look, I'm happy that Ashley's gonna be with the baby and that she wants to be with the baby. Uh, but I don't need him saying that she's, he's gotta be, uh, she's gotta be with the baby. The baby. Uh, anyway, then, oh, we cut to commercial. And I'm just gonna say, when we cut to commercial and we saw all the women lined up and it was seven of them, I think that's the right amount of women for a cast. I do think seven if we can go to eight, great. I think less than seven isn't good on a Housewives franchise. I need seven or more. And just, uh, I want to put that on the record, seven or more Housewives for all of these franchises, whether we're in Orange County, Dallas, New Jersey, New York, we need seven plus cast members. It doesn't work with five. 
We're seeing on New York. I love New York, but on New York, they need another woman. They need at least one or two more. Eight is obviously the peak of it all. Remember when we had eight on New York, when we had Heather Halla Thompson, we had Kristen Takeman, we had Bethany, we had Carol. We had the whole crew. Uh, that was a good cast. And uh, Potomac's right at seven, which I think is a perfect amount. Um, anyway, we come back from commercial, and we're at Monique's house. T'Challa is in the kitchen. And I got to take a hard left here and just talk about something. So obviously, T'Challa is named after uh, from the Black Panther movies. And unfortunately, we lost Chadwick, who was uh, the star of Black Panther. And uh, in a lot of the Avengers Marvel movies, he was a fantastic actor. Uh, he was also in a lot of other great films. Um, but he died of colon cancer, and he had been uh, unfortunately suffering from colon cancer for a while. It was revealed. And I just want to take this moment to encourage everyone, if you're out there and you've never had a colonoscopy, uh, maybe check with your doctor. Most men don't start getting colonoscopies until they're about 40. Uh, but I would encourage you to talk to your doctor, see if it's something maybe you should do. Uh, I... You know, earlier this year, I'd been going through a lot of health issues. As you guys know, I talked about it on the podcast. I had my appendix taken out, and then I was having a lot of uh, issues. I was, um, my weight had been fluctuating a lot. I was having a lot of stomach problems. Been to a hundred doctors. I was at the emergency room a couple times. Doctor to doctor, I finally started seeing a gastrointestine old doctor, gastrointestinologist. I don't know what they, what they say it is. Um, but I saw the gastro doctor, and he had recommended that I get a colonoscopy endoscopy because I was having all these issues, and they wanted to see inside all that stuff. Uh, and my grandma actually had passed away of colon cancer, and that was just something I had never really thought about, and I never talked to my doctor about. I know they usually will survey you when you see a new doctor or even when you go in for your checkups, and they say, do you have a history of this or that? And I, I never disclosed this, and I don't know why exactly. I don't know if I had forgotten or if I just, uh, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't. But anyway, so I go and do my first colonoscopy, and I'm in my early 30s, so I wouldn't have normally done that until I was at least 40. But I think even people who are 40 plus put it off. They think they're fine. Uh, they never do it, right? So I go and do my colonoscopy. And it turns out they had found some polyps when they went in for the colonoscopy. And there are different types of polyps, and I don't want to give the wrong information, but uh, basically the doctor had told me if I had waited for my colonoscopy until I was 40, uh, it would have, uh, the polyps would have been cancerous. Um, and so it ended up being like a blessing in disguise. I, when I talked to the doctor, he said, you know, I don't know if you pray to anyone, but you should pray and be grateful because uh, this was just a coincidence that we happened to be doing a colonoscopy for these stomach issues, and then we were able to remove the polyps, right? So, with that said, uh, I feel very grateful, and I'm very happy. Now I'll have to get colonoscopies every couple of years uh, just to stay on top of it. But uh, I want to encourage everyone to just check with your doctor. If you have a history of it, maybe talk to your parents, your grandparents, who's ever alive in your family, see if you have any sort of history of colon cancer. Uh, and talk to your doctor, see if you should get that colonoscopy. And if you are 40 plus, definitely get that colonoscopy. It's not bad. The procedure's so incredibly quick. Uh, the worst part is just the prep because you're really just shitting um, all day long for like a whole day before. But really, if Ramona could do it, those Roni, <laughs> those Roni women shit for a full day when they're on a vacation. So if they could do it, you know, we can all certainly do it uh, for our health. So 
just encourage you all, check with your primary care doctor, talk to your family, see if you have a history. And if you're 40-plus, don't put it off uh, because you just don't want to put it off. Okay, there. I hope Did that sound too after-school specially? I don't know. I was devastated. It's, it's been such a rough year, though, in general. I mean, that Chadwick news, I think, hit a lot of us, too. He was so young. He was so talented. And it just is, it's all enough. Like, it's, it's too much, even, I think, that we're all dealing with. Pandemic, and uh, it's just awful. Anyway, I, I don't want to, you know, bring everyone down. But that was me on my soapbox for a moment, <laughs> encouraging all to get checked. And women, too, I mean, all of your... Uh, things you need to get checked. Do your breast exams, your mammograms, you know, whatever you need to do to get checked, if you can. I realize that we have issues with healthcare, and uh, that's not great here in this country. But yeah, that's that's what I want to say. Okay, so we're in the middle of the kitchen. I got to say, T'Challa the bird, though, he's in the middle of the kitchen at Monique's house. And I think it is a little strange that his house is just in the middle of the kitchen, like his branch that he lives on is in the middle of the kitchen. Is that weird to anyone else? Like, you're just cooking and the bird's just sitting on the kitchen island? I don't know. Maybe they move him at certain points, but it seemed weird to me. It wasn't a bizarre. Why is he in the middle of the kitchen? I do love that he's going on cast trips, though. Like, let's get him an intro card. Let's get him a tagline. <laughs> that bird is a star. I mean, he's even speaking to us. Later in the episode, they were putting, like, the subtitles under the bird, and I was laughing so hard. The first time they showed him... Uh, which we'll get to when Monique was talking to him in the bathroom and she was on the toilet with T'Challa. Um, and they subtitled him. I was like literally thinking just like, this bird is a star. <laughs> he's, he's a star. I love him. I love him. Anyway, they're all meeting because they're off to this cast trip. Giselle shows up to Monique's house and she's doing a lot of good morning work, right? She kept saying good morning. She said it when Karen arrived. She said it to Monique a hundred times. Morning. Good morning. Uh, but she was just really trying to drive that home. Um, and she was freaked out by the bird. I could see every one of these cast members reacting to that bird and just be enough for the season. That's enough for me. I don't need anything more from the season. Just show me every one of the cast members showing up and reacting to this bird because it's fantastic. Um, anyway, Karen shows up. And as she shows up, they're looking out the window. Monique's like, ooh, Karen got the top abs showing. And it was just <laughs> so funny that they were just commenting on Karen's top abs showing. Because I just never heard a reference that way, you know, when women wear the cutoff shirt. Men too, but, you know, that where it's just the top ab. And to be honest, like, if I'm ever going to be showing off an ab, it's going to be my top ab as well. Because, you know, I, I, you get sort of like the belly, right? Like when I'm have a little extra weight on me, I get the belly by the belly button. But, like, the top ab always stays in place. You know what I'm saying? Like, the the belly button area, you know, that's where I tend to gain the weight. Uh, but the top ab, that stays pretty nice and tight. Um, and so I really appreciated that now we have a term for it, the top ab. Um, she's like, oh, here comes Karen with that top ab. You go, top ab. <laughs> um, and then Karen, when she showed up, she was commenting on how Giselle and Monique are friendly now. And she said, I hope Giselle's fashion sense doesn't rub off on Monique. And then they literally show a montage of Karen in the confessional, just shading Giselle's fashions. She says sometimes she's ashamed to be around Giselle. <laughs> Her fashions. I mean, oh my God, I couldn't believe like how many times they just shaded Giselle's fashions. Couldn't believe it. Anyway, then the women, they drive to the lake house. Giselle's riding in the back with the bird. That was funny to me. Was she even wearing a seatbelt? I don't know. But the bird was in the back with Giselle. And you know Giselle was like, why do I got to ride with the bird? <laughs> like, 
that bird. It's just so funny that we're bringing the bird on the cast trip. Whose idea was that? What producer? Do you think it was Monique's idea? Or did the producer say, hey, we got to get that bird on the cast trip? I don't know. Also, you know how I always say at the finale parties, we need like the entire cast there. And so I'm just picturing this season, like the finale party, if it's not thrown by Monique, you know, if it's thrown by, I don't know, Karen or, or Giselle or Robin, you know, I'm just imagining like them having to get the bird there. You know, the producers always want everyone from the entire season at the cast finale party. And so what if it's like Robin's wedding or something? And the producers are like, we got to get the bird there. How do we get T'Challa at the wedding? That's what's going to happen. I guarantee it. You guys mark my words. That bird's going to be at the finale party. Somehow, some way, they're going to find a, a way to get there. Anyway, on their drive to the lake house, Giselle reveals that she's nominated for a book award. And I had totally forgotten that Giselle even wrote a book. Um, but what a, this was confusing to me. How was it? A, a, I didn't understand. And then did the ghostwriter get the book award? I don't know. I don't know. Um, you guys, also, I have in my notes, because <laughs> this is totally unrelated to... Potomac Housewives, but I have to just mention it. We were speaking of cinema earlier. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Lala from Vanderpump Rules, she's in a new Bruce Willis movie. And um, I forgot to mention this on the podcast a few days ago, and I remembered I need to mention it uh, just to get it off my chest. But Lala, she stars as Bruce Willis's daughter in a new film. Um, and she's also supposed to be like an MIT like expert or something. I only watched like five minutes of it. So uh, unclear. But she is supposed to be a genius MIT person. And I just needed everyone to know that. It's called like Hard Kill or Hard Times. Not Hard Times. Hard Kill. Something Hard Kill. I don't know. Um, I did put it on for five minutes. I did give it five minutes. And I saw one scene with Lala from Vanderpump Rules. And then I quickly said, enough is enough. Um, when they said that she was like a genius MIT grad, I was like, mm-mm, not going to do it. I can't suspend that much disbelief. I can believe Christopher Lloyd in the Dennis the Menace movie, but I cannot believe Lala as an MIT grad uh, and Bruce Willis's daughter. I mean, I just can't do it. There's so much you can take. I would have rather seen, a, I don't know, a CGI bird in that film or in that role than Lala. That would have been more believable to me. I was like, what's going on? What? She's an MIT expert? <laughs> also, wait, the other crazy thing to me is that Lala's in this movie with Bruce Willis, and we never saw not one bit of it on Vanderpump Rules last season. I'm thinking, like, we followed Lala last season. Shouldn't someone have mentioned that she was filming a film, uh, filming a movie with Bruce Willis? Because she's also filming that movie with Al Pacino. And they didn't talk about it not once on Vanderpump Rules last season. We didn't even hear not one frame uh, was anyone talking about Lala starring in these movies, which is so bizarre to me, because these are reality shows. And they're literally just ignoring that Lala's in a movie with Bruce Willis, which I know America's also ignoring it because I don't think this movie's doing that well. Um, but I just had to get it off my chest. Anyway, so then uh, let's see. Oh, Monique also talks about how she wanted Candace to come and she said she never wants the women to feel like she's separating them. And I thought that was a bold move of a housewife to say. Because a lot of other franchises, Beverly Hills, or I don't know, some of the others, if they don't like someone, they would try to phase them out, ice them out. But I like that Monique, even though she doesn't like Candace, she's still inviting her on the cast trip. And so that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So then Giselle, oh, Giselle on the ride to the lake house, or maybe it was when they got there, tells Karen that Wendy was talking shit about her. Karen says, Father God. Father God in heaven. Meanwhile, Wendy's at home and she's pumping for milk. She's got to pump around the clock so that she can go on this girl's trip and not bring the baby. 
Um, and while she was doing it, I just got to say, they played that goofy music. They played the, like the bum ba dum ba dum <laughs> But it was the same music, basically, that they played every time Alex McCord was on screen on The Real Houses of New York. It's a little, like, And on New York, it was, like, a little bit more haunted mansion-y. You know, they added, like, a gothic twinge to it. Um, but otherwise, it was basically the same uh, accompaniment uh, on The Real Houses of Potomac while Wendy was pumping around the clock. And I just thought, why are they putting that music there? I'm trying to think of how the New York one was. It was... Basically that, but then there was also <laughs> a little hauntedy, kind of ghosty, you know, Halloween music. On New York with Alex McCord, it was almost like when you go to Trick or Treat on Halloween, and you know how some houses they would play like that Halloween cassette tape when you'd show up at the door? That's the kind of music they would play on Real Houses New York for Alex. But on this one, it was still goofy, just not as haunted, if that makes any sense. Uh, anyway, then uh, we're at the lake house. Remember that Sandra Bullock movie? The Lake House with Keanu Reeves. We're coming full circle here, right? With uh, Keanu Reeves. That was a strange film. They were like living in different times and sharing letters with each other. Not spoiler alert, I just gave away what that movie is about. <laughs> but it was a weird movie. What the fuck was that? Uh, anyway, Robin shows up and she's basically on time, which was shocking to everyone. Everyone's like, oh my God, Robin's here before certain people. It was shocking. Uh, the house looks nice. There's a guest house with two bedrooms. Uh, Candace arrives. Uh, they're all looking at the rooms. Uh, I think Robin and Giselle are going to take the guest house. All the rooms were... It, it was a little bit boring to me because I like when they do a whole episode about room assignments. You guys know that. And this seemed like we all just already knew the rooms, what they were going to be when we got there. And so that was a little upsetting to me. Um, but I did love uh, when everyone was seeing the bird again. Robin just looking at the bird. That was something that was beautiful to my eyes. Was her looking at that bird. Um, and then, oh, so they're all sitting down, and Ashley arrives with the baby, and she's got Eve, her friend, who's going to be basically watching the baby the whole time when Ashley needs to film. Where was Eve staying? Was Eve staying at a hotel, or was she staying in the room? Was she staying on a cot in that room with Ashley and the baby? Like, where was this woman Eve staying? Um, anyway, Wendy's not appreciating the fact that Ashley brought the baby, because she said, I should have brought the baby. No one told me we could bring the baby. I pumped around the clock. And I'm not bringing the baby. And just as she's saying uh, this to the group, and she's saying, I want to get to know you ladies on a deeper level. And she's having this very uh, serious moment as she explains how she feels about this baby situation. And just as she's saying it, the bird attacks her. The bird just, T'Challa, just came after Wendy. T'Challa's starting fights now. I mean, T'Challa, this is an A-plus cast member. Again, this bird's a star. Not only is this bird coming on cast trips, not only is this bird talking and having scene after scene, but now this bird is starting fights with the other women. I mean, flawless housewife work from this bird. I mean, I have not seen uh, someone come into a franchise and fit so seamlessly into the housewife's formula since Leah McSweeney on The Real Houses of New York. I mean, this is... I mean, I like Wendy, too, as a new cast member, but the best new cast member on Potomac is the bird. Truly, starting fights now, scene work. Then that's when Monique took the bird to the toilet. And she said, did they scare the poop out of you? And T'Challa said, yes. And that bird, wow. Wow, bird, wow. Uh, Wendy also is pissed just that 
uh, baby Dean is there. She says, I'm a new mom too. She really goes in on Ashley, and those two just do not like each other. And they sort of agree to disagree, and they kind of make up. Um, but it comes into play later. We'll get there. So then we cut to everyone in their rooms. No one has service on their phones, which is feeling like a little horror movie-esque. And I hate when I go somewhere and there's no service on the phone. Ugh. I don't want to go on a vacation and not have service. You know, my boyfriend, he has these like little things that he brings. I don't even know what they're called, but they're like these little gadgety things that you we bring on vacation. And so they amplify the service. I don't know what they call them, um, but they amplify service in vacation spots. So you don't ever have to run into that problem. So we can really sit in the room and have uh, internet service. So we don't have to leave the resort, you know, because that's the kind of vacation I like to take. You know, I like to be on my phone in the room. <laughs> Anyway, uh, okay, so let's see, where are we at here? Um, oh, this was really good. T'Challa was getting ready for the dinner that night with Monique, um, and T'Challa had uh, some makeup in its mouth, and uh, Monique said to the bird, you doing your makeup? And they subtitled it, yes! <laughs> so funny, and I just imagine the editors in the editing bay just putting the subtitle up on the screen, and they instead of putting yes, they put yes! And I love that. Oh, that bird is a star, I'm sorry to say it. I just shouted at you guys, too. Sorry. Oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Okay, so then uh, let's see, we cut to Candace and Giselle talking again. Candace went over to the guest house and 
Candace is being real chummy with Giselle. They're trying to make up, and, uh, you know, I'm sort of tired of this. I thought we had this scene last week. I'm like, why are we doing it again? Why are we doing it again? Um, so then we're at the dinner table, and they decide to play this game of curiosity. And it's always a good time when, at a dinner party, one of the housewives says, let's play a game. Because it always turns into be uh, such a mess. And so this game is where they're all going to ask each other questions that are going to be shady, messy, uh, and it's going to launch into fights. And so first we start off with Monique, who said, uh, Candace, uh, what were you like when you were in school? And Candace starts to say, well, I was one of the only African-American girls at my school. And she goes into this whole thing. And then Giselle says, is that why you got your nose done? Now, Candace was really explaining her upbringing and talking about this very personal time in her life. Uh, and Giselle's response was, is that why you got your nose done? And then not only was Giselle's such a shady comment, but then the producers show a before and after picture of Candace. And Candace is denying the fact that she had a nose job. And the producers had the audacity to put up the split screen before and after picture of Candace when she was in high school and when she's now. And you guys remember a few weeks ago, I think it was in the premiere when they showed that side-by-side of Candace and, what was it, like a mouse or something? It was an animal. Remember, we talked about that. And it was like, how fucking rude. <laughs> you know Candace was at home watching her screener of the episode. So they get him a few days in advance, and she's watching the screener, and she just has to see a side-by-side while she's saying she didn't have a nose job. I mean, it was so fucking rude, and I loved it. I loved it, but it was rude. If I was Candace, I'd be so pissed at production. I'd be texting a producer... Some very angry words if I was Candace and I had to witness that on a screener um, because it was just so rude. So then, as if things couldn't get any worse, uh, Karen decides to chime in. She says, Giselle, since Jamal cheated on you and had babies with other women, how is that? (laughs) Ah, I love Karen and her top ab. Ah, I love her. Love her. I mean, we're just getting shady question after shady question. At one point, they asked Ashley if her booty hole healed. And I'm just thinking, oh my God, we're the booty hole, Ashley. I mean, I want to just applaud Ashley for uh, not only introducing the storyline of her having a problematic booty hole, not problematic, but a, a troubled booty hole. What do we call it? An injured booty hole? Um, I'm just proud of her for even talking about it on camera and allowing everyone to talk about it. And Ashley doesn't even care. She, Ashley is so happy to talk about it. And it's a beautiful performance from a housewife because I, if I was in that situation and I maybe let loose on camera that I'd injured my booty hole. I don't know that I'd be so forthcoming throughout the season when people wanted to talk about it. And Ashley was totally fine talking about it. Didn't, didn't wince, didn't nothing. She was happy. She's like, let's talk about my booty hole. Uh, and then we also talked about more booty holes because um, Karen, she starts talking about how Wendy had come at her, right? Wendy had come at Karen about the sex she was having with Ray. And Wendy had not believed the fact that Karen and Ray were having sex. And so Karen says, my booty hole is tired. And then that's when they start to talk about this uh, idea that there's a fight between Karen and Wendy. Okay. So Wendy says to Karen that she feels like Karen dismisses her. And they show footage of Karen dismissing her. And Karen's like, look, you need to just come to me. If you have a problem with me, come to me. Um, And she says, you shouldn't be talking about my sex life with Ray. You don't know about it. And she says to her, Ask me to dinner before you ask me about my coochie box. And those are words to live, be, live by. Really, I mean, that's a lesson for us all. Ask me to dinner before you ask me about my coochie box. And I would like us all to start responding uh, to people on the dating apps. 
you know, a lot of people are on Tinder, on Bumble, all the dating apps. And I would just encourage you ladies, if you're out there and a man asks you for nudes or is speaking to you inappropriately or in a way that you're not happy with, respond to them on those dating apps with, ask me to dinner before you ask me about my coochie box, right? That's a lesson for us all. Um, So then those two agree to go to dinner, hash it out. uh, And then this is when Wendy and Ashley start arguing again. And Wendy uh, says she's passionate as her voice is getting louder and she's pointing her finger. Ashley's like, why are you getting so upset? And Wendy says, I'm passionate. Uh, And Wendy refuses to apologize to Ashley. Ashley says, I'm good on you. And then Wendy's like, good, we're done. No need to be friends. We know we're done. And then Ashley says, this is why you don't have a lot of female friends. And Wendy says, because I don't deal with fake bitches like you. And they yell at each other. It's, I, it was great. It was a great housewives performance. Just the fight between these two. I love that they were at separate ends of the table. I love just watching the other faces look at this fight happening. Like, you know, Robin, I don't believe really gives us a whole lot on this show. Of course, she gives us Juan, which I like to look at. Uh, but I do like just watching Robin respond to things, right? I almost feel like Robin's an audience surrogate. Giselle acts in a way where she stirs the pot and sometimes it bothers me. But Robin, I just like watching her watch other people. Um, and seeing this fight happen, it was just, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And then, oh, Ashley said something to Wendy, uh, calling her Wendy. And then Wendy says to her, people like you call me Dr. Wendy. Address me correctly, sweetie. Ah, beautiful. Wendy's getting in the mix right away. Wendy's a star, too. I'm liking Wendy. Excited to see where this goes. The episode ends with it to be continued. Next week, we get a little fashion show on the vacation. We get more Giselle stirring the pot. And then all the rumors of Michael and his stuff comes out. Oh, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that, you guys. Uh, that's that's the recap of Potomac. Wow. Wow, Potomac. Wow, you guys. Uh, I want to also just say one thing. I got to get this off my chest. I've had a lot of stuff to get off my chest this episode. Um, I got to say, I'm watching Top Chef. We're binging it. Uh, we started with season four. Then we went into season six, seven, and now we're on eight. And I'm loving it. If you've never watched Top Chef, it's A-plus programming. Um, I started with four because people told me that it was the best season. They said four and six are really good. And so I was like, okay, I'll do four and six. And I didn't think I'd keep watching. I thought maybe I'd just watch those two and then I'd be done. But loved it so much, I went to seven. Uh, People told me seven sucked. And I didn't like seven. I definitely had my problems with it. It was set in DC and there was like a lot of political stuff. And I'm sorry, I want to check out with these shows. You know, I don't want to have to see politicians while I'm watching an episode of Top Chef. It's just, it is what it is. Um, I'm not saying we need to ignore uh, the political landscape. I'm just saying, when I sit down for an episode of Top Chef, I want to see Gail Simmons and Padma Lakshmi, Queen's Icons and Legends, judging food uh, without having to look at a politician. So uh, that was upsetting to me. But season eight is the first all-star season. And the first episode, fantastic. Loved it. So excited. Uh, literally addicted to Top Chef. I also did Top Chef Just Desserts, which I loved. Uh, there's only two seasons of Just Desserts, so I watched one of them. Still got to watch the other, but this Top Chef journey, you guys, I'm loving it. I love it. So fantastic, if you've never watched. They're all on Hulu, too, by the way. The spinoff's not, though. Just Desserts was not on Hulu, but it was on some other app or something, or I don't know. We did a bootleg version. I'm not sure how we watched it, um, but it is available on the dark web if you need to find it. So, uh, yeah, I'm loving Top Chef. I do get sad, though, when Gail's not there. I don't know. I feel like such an attachment to Gail. And there's some episodes where she's not judging. I'm like, why didn't they have her there? 
And then Anthony Bourdain, unfortunately, has passed, and he's on a lot of the episodes, and he's just wonderful. And so that's a little tough, but otherwise, great show. Uh, and the All-Stars version, I'm so excited to see so many of my faves back. Spike was my fave. I, Spike, I really like Spike. I know he, they present him sort of as the villain of season four, but I really like him. Um, and Carla, who I know from The Chew, uh, she was one of the co-hosts of that show, The Chew. Which, what, how the fuck did that happen? There was a show called The Chew. And that's neither here nor there. But Carla, I know her a little bit. And so seeing her in All-Stars, I didn't watch her original season, but seeing her in All-Stars is really exciting to me. I think I watched the first season of Top Chef when it came out, back in the early 2000s. Uh, but, so I know some of the earlier people, too. I don't know. Anyway, that's my Top Chef journey. Just had to share that, you guys. I love you so much for listening. Uh, check out the YouTube again. If you want any of the Everything Iconic merch, go to everythingiconic.store. If you want to support this podcast, patreon.com slash everythingiconic. You could donate $4 or more per month, and you get access to the bonus episodes. I'm recapping Sex in the City over there from the beginning. So the first three recaps are out now. Uh, the next one will be out soon. So uh, yeah, thank you all who are supporting over there. Um, I'm just doing one recap bonus a month. Okay, so let's do our little cheesy cooldown. Let's take a little deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take one more deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Guys, I hope you have a good start of the week. Uh, I'm sending all my love to you guys. Okay, bye-bye. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com
It's so-